Well, th- hey, thanks for that, uh, that slam dunk that you threw down on me there a, a month or so ago. I mean, does anybody, like, look at a sunset, like, on a beautiful day? What is that cat doing? Uh, Jim is doing that swooshy thing again. I already gave him a little bit of shit. Am I allowed to say shit? I gave him a little bit of shit. And welcome to episode 45 of the Romantic About Baseball podcast. I am your host, Adam McKinnon, and joined as often by my co-host, the Statmaster General, Jim Passon Jr. Jim. <laughs> I put that as my title or whatever. Uh, profile name now, right? Yes. Well, it's not my profile name, but it's in my, my profile. If so. I leave one footprint on Twitter, that's the footprint I, I will leave, and I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't told my wife that I've got a nickname yet, though, yeah. so I don't know. I just don't know if she's going to call me that on a regular basis yet. So, or if I'd get a divorce, if I asked, yeah, to do I was, so. was going to say, if you did, I'm not sure I want to know the context behind it. Yeah, um, I don't think it's, yeah, I think I'll stay away from going outside of a uh, Twitter verse on that one. There you go. <laughs> It'll be like your, your superhero alter ego, except your superhero doesn't save anything. Yeah. And there's no phone booth to change into it. <laughs> yeah. Who, who knows what phone booths are anyway? Um, yeah, another life. And, uh, so, you know, Jim, uh, we, the, um, the postseason, the, the gift we didn't ask for and still somehow kind of maybe don't want has bestowed itself upon us. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, we initially wanted to do this show as sort of a season wrap up a, you know, and a postseason intro, but, uh, clearly there, there's just so much to unpack here. There's just there's just so much happening that I think we what we ultimately decided to do was to cut the show up and just do we're going to do the uh, National League and then we're going to take a break and then we're going to do the American League. And then the end of the American League segment will segment will culminate in our ridiculous uh unfettered un unbased in fact picks predictions. So it'll be It'll be something for the, well, we'll, it'll be for the masses and, uh, you know, we'll do something, you know, we'll we'll pick something outrageous so that the people remember it. Right. Um, okay. So the, uh, let's just, we got to dive right in because I mean, there's, there's, this is, uh, boy, this is like a David Lynch movie. Uh, there's just so much. It'd be a lot shorter show if they were just using last year's. uh, Yeah. Right. (laughs) Postseason setup. It's just, uh. It's like, yeah, man, it's like trying to watch Memento the first time right here. There's just so much to deal with. Um, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to start, just go straight down the list of matchups, you know, and uh, we're just going to talk about them for a minute. So, Jim, um, your your thoughts historically here on their first matchup, which is the number one seed. Uh, not that the seed, seeds are like whose line is in any way. The points don't matter, you know. Um, the number one seed uh, LA Dodgers and the number eight seed Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, man, this is, I don't know. I, I mean, this shouldn't even be happening. Right. I mean, <laughs> you, you got a team that what lost like four games all year this year with the Dodgers lose 17 this year. Um, and then a team that's never been above 500 all year facing off each other in the first round. Right. I, yeah. I mean, to me, it should, 
feels like yeah. an exhibition Blowout. game. <laughs> it, it feels like that, right? But, I mean, yeah, it's best two out of three, so anything's possible. So, um, yeah, it's it's not a romantic game to uh, to to look at from uh, from what I'm seeing now. It's it should be a blowout. I mean, it should be yeah. too straight. The Dodgers are so much better of a team. Well, I mean, and you know, that's not to totally discount. I mean, you know, like Corbin Burns, you know, the the guy goes from an eight plus ERA to a one seven two, and the and you know, thirteen uh, K per nine. An absolutely stupid, you know, 0.19 home runs per nine. Like, like I think Ben Lindbergh and we who talked about it. I think we talked about it on a show. It's just so outrageous. This dude went from one end of the spectrum to the other. Um, yeah. And then Brandon Woodruff looks like an ace, you know, 73 and two thirds, uh, 11 K per nine. The guy looks good, but yeah, I mean like take that. And then throw it out the window. <laughs> Done. You know, and now you're, because now you're facing the Los Angeles Dodgers who are just absolutely so stupid good. Like when I was coming up with like strengths and we, like I was trying to come up with a strengths and weakness sort of thing for each team in each matchup. I like, I was like, I guess back of the bullpen for the Dodgers, yeah. but like, does it matter when you're winning by five? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, and if you get that that time at that back of that bullpen for the Dodgers is limited anyway because the starting staff is ridiculous. I mean, right, and, and the Brewers hitters just aren't really hitting right. They're not. I don't. I mean, they don't feel like a, a dangerous lineup to me. So, um, yeah, it's. I mean, the the Brewers are the first team to ever finish fourth in their division and make the postseason. This is, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I I don't know, but yeah, it's still possible. Anything's possible. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it's got there, too much randomness to it to be able to be certain. Yeah. There's, there's really not a whole lot to, there's really not a whole lot to dive in here. I, yeah, I just feel like the Dodgers, Dodgers in three Dodgers in two, whatever, let's move on. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That so I, Dodgers in two to me, right? Yeah. Feels like that to me. Yeah. If we look at it like uh, oh, historically, right? Like postseason wise for teams like the Dodgers and the Brewers, I got a couple of notes I want to get out there. Uh, Tommy Lasorda is kind of like Dave Roberts, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. Tommy Lasorda lost, like he lost his two, first two World Series within his first four full seasons. David Roberts did the same thing, right? And then but Lasorda won his first title in his fifth season. Can Dave Roberts do so? Because Tommy Lasorda, when he won his fifth, or when he won his first one in his fifth season, 1981, shortened season. So oh. Dave Roberts, Tommy Lasorda, fifth season, short season. Hey, maybe it's time for the Dodgers to win one for you, right? Interesting. Um, and then like as goes for the Brewers, uh, nobody on this team was born the only time the Brewers were ever in the World Series. It was a 38 years ago, so I mean, you wouldn't really expect too many 38-year-olds running around, but hmm. I mean, even Craig Council, the manager of the team, was only 12, I think, when when they uh, were last in the World Series. But wow. Brewers have never won a World Series, right? So true. Um, yeah. It's not the longest drought in in, uh, in in baseball right now because the the Indians have been around or been on a drought longer than the Brewers have been around. So, but still a drought nonetheless right exactly yeah 
Um, so, uh, so the next one, the next matchup, you know, uh, this, this may even be more lopsided. Uh, it's somehow a four and five, four versus five matchup, but the San Diego Padres, uh, facing off against the St. Louis Cardinals who literally like how the Dodgers, I had to like invent a strength with the, or, or invent a weakness with the Cardinals. I had to invent a strength. I was just like, yeah, they're a good defensive team. I mean, they're, they're fine. Um, yeah. I I don't I don't know this is this is exactly what we're talking about this is the kind of product of matchup that this sort of system breeds and uh, it, it it doesn't warrant the seating and um, yeah I just it's ah, man it's just a just a lot of disdain for this <laughs> yeah there's not much offense there for the Cardinals right it doesn't I don't I don't know the Padres are young and they got everything it just that that this that swagger that you feel like can just be so dominant in a matchup like this it just seems like there's these aren't the two these aren't two postseason teams that got you know to be the four and the five seat in the same round route right i mean uh padres have been you know fairly healthy all year been strong pretty much all year really haven't had much of a dip or i mean the cardinals i mean they barely even got to, to play before they had to sit on the bench for what dang near two weeks right yeah running out of gas out of double hitter central i mean they, they still didn't have to finish one more double hitter with what detroit to get to to the postseason at least they didn't have to go make that up, up where they were thinking that might be something that they would have to do tomorrow so um just to get to this point just to slide into the the postseason as the what number two team out of the the national league central which yeah yeah the central the central was dishing them up. So, um, yeah. So what's yeah, some, it, what's some context on this, on this matchup? Like what kind of, what kind of threads can we, can we weave from this? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see that. Well, the Cardinals, right. Uh, if we look at the, the last time, okay, let's look at the Padres, right. The last time the Padres played in the postseason, right. They played the Cardinals, right. Oh, yeah. It was 2006. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Cardinals have played 85 postseason games since the last time they played the Padres in the postseason. They've won two World Series. They've, they've, they've been hanging out in the postseason ever since they knocked the Padres out in 06. That was the, the year. Now that, finally coming back. That was the year they won like 89 games and like won the World Series, wasn't it? Uh, I think it 06, was six. Yeah. 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 That, that was like the worst team to win the world series, like ever in like the two thousands at least. Right. Yeah. At yeah. Least. I mean, it's wild card era. So yeah, I mean, there's that on the, on the plate. Um, let's see. Uh, Padres of the, uh, their last, uh, postseason plate appearance. I always like mentioning this one belongs to the Dodgers manager, Dave Roberts. Oh, that was in that 2006 NLDS. It's like, oh, okay. So every time those guys are playing each other, it feels like that's something I need to mention. So maybe if the Padres and the Dodgers move on to the next round and they're playing each other, then you've got yourself the uh, Dave Roberts matching up with his old team. But by that point, they'll have a different person with the last PA in the postseason. So it wouldn't matter then. But And then uh, Padres have only played one winner-take-all game. I mean, this is the best two out of three. There's a really good chance it's probably going to go all three games uh, just by chance, right? And uh, the only time they've ever played a winner-take-all game was in 1984, and they beat the Cubs in the NLCS. How about it? Yep. The um, So, you know, the 4-5 matchup, 
less than spectacular in the NL. Um, less than move, spectacular. Give me the Padres, please. Give me the Padres. So yeah, it's exciting. Don't. Yeah, integrity, please. Yeah, hold give out. Give me here. exciting baseball, right. please. Yeah. Um, uh, this next one is, so the three, six matchup is kind of interesting. Uh, the mm-hmm. Marlins and the Cubs. Now, I mean, on, if you told me the Marlins and Cubs was going to be an interesting, uh, series when the season started, I, I, even, I think that take is a little bit extreme, but here we are. And we have uh, a couple of, uh, an interesting Marlins rotation, you know, like Sixto Sanchez, um, you know, Sandy Alcantara, um, uh, you know, you, you, you've got uh, some really interesting players going up against a really anemic offense. And so I wonder, I wonder if this is going to be the match. This isn't the matchup to watch. I don't think, I think that the next one, the, the Braves Reds is probably more of a marquee, like interesting matchup. But um, this one, at least, I would like, you know, given the choice of all the rest of this, this is one I would watch. What do you think? This is, this isn't intriguing to me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, I mean, I mean, who's not, I'm not on board with this expanded postseason, right? I'm on board with an expanded postseason going forward that's maybe 12 teams deep, not 16, which would include a team like the Marlins into it this year, right? So I'm not sure. down on the Marlins being in there because I'm all right with a somewhat expanded playoffs, but uh, they're in this, right? And it just seems like the Cubs have been, I mean, the Cubs have been all right for a while now, right? They're not the lovable losers anymore. and uh, But the Marlins haven't been around since they won the world series in Oh three, right. Never um, lost a playoff series. Yeah. Never lost a playoff series. Never won a division title. Right. <laughs> two, two and Oh, at one of them. And then Oh, forever. And the other one. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to see a great series. Like I want to see in all these series, right. Except for maybe the Yankee one, I want that to be two straight blowouts, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I really would love to see this team somehow bounce the Cubs out. Right. But I mean, I just don't know if, uh, I don't know. Well, they've got nothing might win. They really don't have a lot after, you know, uh, Alcantara and, and Sanchez. So you need a third starter. You need someone like, um, you need someone like Lopez or somebody to step up. Um, but yeah, I, Urania got hit by a, a, a comeback ball right back yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, today. And then well, who else? Uh, Marte got hurt today. Too. Right. So, so I, there's, there's so. a, but you know what, in my opinion, the Cubs need more to go wrong than the Marlins need to go right to, for them to advance. But they are the Cubs and this is a team that really has seemed like a shell of its former self. So this could be more interesting than, I think this goes to three games for sure. Um, I think this one goes three. What happens at that? You know, like Billy Bean said, it doesn't matter. It's the postseason. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess if there was a a point where anybody would think that clutch is something, then, I mean, I'd give it to the Cubs running away being like, hey, we're in the postseason. It's time to play up to the postseason level. I mean, a lot of these guys have been there, done that, right? I mean, they're still carrying quite a few players that have been to the World Series, right, and won the World Series with them. So they're not – unfamiliar with the territory so if you think that yeah being you know postseason bound over again and over and over again helps and then on top of it you believe in any bit of clutch yeah i would say the cubs take this in two then yeah but i i agree with you i i, I well i well I, th- I think it goes to three i i and at that point it's a coin flip but i'll take the marlins for entertainment value 
Um, yep, exactly. All the, right, so a uh, little notes on that one yeah uh for historical stuff all right let's uh the cubs most recent walk-off plate appearance in the postseason was 1945 in game six of the world series stan hack and mm-hmm. i'm guessing that game seven didn't go so well for him because <laughs> the cubs, didn't, cubs didn't win one between right. 1908 and 2016 so but uh yeah they haven't had a walk-off uh Played appearance in the postseason since uh, 1945. It's a that's the long drought, right? That's the longest drought. Um, but my notes on like the Marlins, right? Uh, was that you know the one that we pointed out earlier? They uh, they've never lost when admitted to the postseason. They've always came away with a championship, right? But um, you know the last pitcher that they they faced in the postseason, hmm. uh, Mariano Rivera. Mariano Rivera. The, yeah, it's it's been that long, right? That was like a younger Mariano Rivera. That was oh three. Right? Well, and well, then, uh, here's something that could happen. All right, let's say the weirdness comes off, and the uh, Brewers and Marlins face each other. The guy who scored the winning run in '97 for their first title will be managing the opposing team. Yeah, that's crazy. That'd be awesome, man. Heck yeah, bring me some of that. <laughs> I, I would love to see that. Um, Oh, and then one more, right? Uh, the Marlins, right? They've had uh, five walk-offs uh, at the dish, right? Mm-hmm. But they've never given up a walk-off in the postseason. Um, only one other team that we have around can say that they've never given up a walk-off in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're the number eight seed, I believe, in the AL. The oh, Toronto Blue Jays. wow. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, both of them have, yeah, both of them got five walk-offs in the postseason but neither of them have dished up one that's true so, they deal damage they don't take it yeah yeah pretty crazy they're the only two franchises that can say that interesting so. okay yep so uh so the then to me the the sort of marquee matchup and i promise this is not a homer pick this is just oh. looking up and down this is this is just legitimately the most intriguing matchup and that is the number two seed Atlanta Braves versus the seven seed Cincinnati Reds, a rematch of the 1995 NLCS, NLCS, I believe. Um, it's the post. I, I can't remember if it's the DS or the CS, but regardless, um, this is this is the best lineup versus the best rotation in the National League. So I. I I, this is the matchup that I think a lot of people are going to be watching because it is, you've got, you know, just to put it in perspective, you've got, you know, Cy Young favorite Trevor Bauer facing off in game one against, you know, Max Freed. And then, you know, game two, you're probably going to have, you know, Luis Castillo versus, you know, rookie sensation Ian Anderson. Um, you know, there's a lot to like about this matchup. So I'm curious, you know, besides the little like possibly inaccurate factoid I just gave out, you know, where, where, <laughs> what is the, what does the history look like here? <laughs> oh man. Uh, as goes for today's teams, this is a matchup, right? You and I've been about the Reds since long before the, the regular season thought about starting. We were, we were, we on, were the- on the Reds before it was cool yeah, and we have the documentation to back it up. Yeah, pre-pitchers and catchers, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's been yeah a long time. So, um, 
the Reds, right? I mean, they've, they're, uh, uh, I mean, in a historical sense of the postseason, it's really hasn't been great lately for them, right? I mean, this is a team with a, a historical past, it had a, a great run with the big red machine. So um, you see a lot of their postseason records are stuck, stuck in that era, right? And um, so when you think of Reds pitchers with the most postseason strikeouts, right? It's like, well, who are you going to think, right? It's like, I mean, for me, I'm, I've been around a while and I'm still like, I'm scratching my head because even the big red machine really wasn't about pitching so much. Right. right yeah. But um, yeah, the Reds pitcher with the most uh, strikeouts in the postseason is Don Gullet has 50. And uh, I was kind of shocked to, to learn that. And I, I thought, well, I guess I can share that. Um, and then the next closest guy has 32 and it's Jack Billingham. Right. So, right. Um, I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, the hitters that have struck out the most versus the Reds in the postseason are Willie Stargell, who struck out 11 times against them, and Roberto Clemente, who struck out nine. I like the names there. So I thought I'd mention that because, I mean, great hitters back then struck out too, right? I mean, it's right. power hitters for power hitters. Uh, just, you know, I mean, the power hitters today are different, but they're still the strikeout kings, just like they've always been. Um, and then as goes for the Braves, uh, I mean, I guess the Braves one is more of a, it's got historical, but it's got a question on the end of it, right? Uh, the Braves in 1991 uh, are the most recent team to have played the maximum number of games in a postseason. They played all 14 that year. Yeah, Will it ever right. happen again? You're right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was tough enough during the wild card era, right? And then they threw a wild card game in there and, and added that. And well, now we're up to what we're at now. I mean, will it ever be a, a, a will another team ever play the maximum number of games in the postseason again? Yeah, that was a very high stress, uh, high stress year. You know, I have a factoid here that um, it, 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 I, this is a summation of my life as a Braves fan. Okay. When they clinch the uh, playoff spot, this will be the 20th trip to the postseason for the Braves in my lifetime. Okay. I'm 34 years old. Okay. Uh, they've been there 20 times. Um, it has been 17 years since they've won a postseason series. <laughs> so, how explain to me how you clinch a, you make your way to the postseason 20 times. And it takes you 17 years to win 20 times in 34 years. And it takes you 17 years to win a postseason series. It is outrageous. And what I find, you know, you know, it, it's just, it just sort of sum, sums it all up for me. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that kind of hurts. Right. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, as a Yankees fan, you always hear the people like, uh, you know, when the Yankees last missed the postseason, people are like, oh, sorry for all the Yankee fans. I have to feel like everybody else does all the time, right? Right. But I mean, at, at least those came with victories. Yeah, they haven't won one now in, you know, the last 10 years, right? Since 09, now it's moving into another season, possibly not winning another, but at least they've got a shot. Um, but at least you're winning series. I mean, at least you're, you know, moving along. You, right. You know, well, you same with the Cardinals. Yeah. Same with the Cardinals. Same with the yeah. Dodgers. You know, there, there's some winning to back it up. You could even say as much for the athletics. You could say as much for the Indians. Like, you know, it, pretty much every other team has some kind of lineage with this, with at least getting close to the, to the promised land, so to speak, in the last 20 years. 
the thing is, is that, and you think about the times leading up to when the streak started in 2001. You think about 1998, losing to the Padres, okay? You think about 1997. That was probably the best team that, that, that the Braves assembled in that whole run, and they couldn't, and then they ran into the buzzsaw of the Marlins. 1999, nobody beats the 99 Yankees. You know what I mean? Nobody beats them in the postseason. And then uh, 2000, uh, you know, I have no explanation for 2000. 2000, you know, and then it's just from 2001 onward. So I, I have to believe that, you know, as the years wear on, you know, the, and of course that the Braves will eventually break the streak. I don't know how I feel about it in this series because this is a hell of a matchup and I have very little idea of how this is going to go. Spoiler alert. I will tell you this though. Spoiler alert. The Braves are not in my world series pick at the end of the show. Oh, so dang, that's rough. So here, so we can just, you know, if anything, you can stay tuned for that at the end of the show, but I'll tell you this much. This is this is going to be the matchup to watch. It's got some lineage behind it with the 1995 matchup. It's got the tension behind it with the 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 Braves losing streak in the postseason. It's got the you know star power with Trevor Bauer, you know, kind of leading the way, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Although he did leave the game with wrist inflammation today, we'll see how that goes. Um, so there's a lot. This matchup brings a lot to discuss. Uh, and then brings a lot of intrigue, which is not as much I can say for the rest of these National League matchups to me are just really kind of lame, to be honest with you, uh, the way the seeding's set up. Not so much for the American League. I think there's some interesting matchups in the American League, but the National League first-round matchups outside of this one, I'm really not really not seeing a whole lot to be, ex- to be as excited about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the I like the Cubs Marlins setup. Yeah, the the Reds Braves one really draws me in, right? I mean, a team that can just flat out mash versus a team that can flat out pitch. Right. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of what you're looking for, right? Defense versus offense. This is, I mean, this is what you want an NLCS to look like, right? So right, you yeah. shouldn't have to do it in your wild card round. You would hope not, but here we are. I mean, that's good entertainment for us. Rough entertainment for Reds and Braves fans. Agreed. Agreed. So, um, so any, so let's just really quickly, we've got a couple of minutes here. Um, who do you see advancing at? Let's just go back and let's just say who advances through the first round here. So run it down for me, Jim, uh, all four matchups, who advances for you? Yeah. For me, uh, yeah, I still got the Dodgers. I have to. Yeah. And, and, and then I got them matching up with the Padres. Please, mm-hmm. please make sure that the Padres are there. Uh, yeah, for me, it's an upset pick on the on the Braves Reds, right? I got the Reds. I got them out pitching them. I also got the Marlins upsetting the Cubs. I just think that um, I think they just bring enough uh, extra. I don't know that pizzazz to the game, right? Like the 2016 Cubs had, right? Like where they were just flashy and it seemed like everything that that guy can't take an extra base here. Oh yeah. He's taking the extra <laughs> base. Don't you, you don't, don't doubt him. Right. That's why I feel with the Marlins. Right. So, I mean, uh, give me the two flashy picks, give me the reds and give me the Marlins, but I'll take the Dodgers Padres on the other side. Yep. We're, we're in exact sync there. I am taking the reds to beat the Braves. I am taking the Marlins to beat the Cubs, yeah. uh, Padres and Dodgers on easy upsets. So, uh, you better try harder on 
in the next round. Yeah, we're gonna try harder. We're gonna take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna try harder on the American League. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Uh, Jim and Adam here uh, to uh, take on the American League now, which uh, I promise we put more, just as much effort into the American League bracket as the American League did putting good teams into the postseason. So uh, this will go a lot smoother. Um, this will be a lot better. Yeah. So, all right. So running it down real quick, this is what we're looking at. Um, we've got a 1-8 matchup of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays. So actually something that uh, a 1-8 matchup that could actually be watchable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd tune into it, but I'm an AL East type of guy, right? But I mean, Tampa Bay does their thing to get everywhere they go, right? Tampa Bay's the Tampa Bay's. Um, I love how they get into the postseason all the damn time time and then the blue jays right young upcoming uh a lot of offense not much defense not too much pitching but very fun to watch right i mean especially if you uh come from the era that i grew up in right right got to watch all these guys dads play too so (laughs) yeah so i'm I'm, I'm intrigued by it i think it'll be a fun one I, i don't i don't see how the blue jays can win it but yeah, I, I think it goes, I, I think this is one that could go to three games if Hung Jin Ryu uh, puts together a good start. So I could see it going to three games, but I don't see, I, it, it's too much to overcome from Tampa Bay, I think. So uh, what's the, what's the history books tell us on this one? Man. Uh, so with the, the Rays and the Blue Jays, right? Um, I mean, Rays, I mean, it's just small franchise, short history, right? So Really, like, the one thing I like to note off them is, like, first 10 seasons, no postseason, right? I mean, they couldn't even get a winning record. They, nothing, right? Uh, went through three managers. I mean, it's amazing. This team's been around now for 23 seasons, I believe it is, now that the Rays have been around. Uh, they've only had five managers, right? I mean, good grief. I mean, the Yankees went through, like, five and like, two and a half seasons with Steinbrenner around. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, it's uh, – uh, but the Rays, yeah, six trips in the last thirteen seasons. I mean, this is a this is a team that hasn't just been like good. I mean, they've been better than good for a, for a while. Um, so they're they're not new to the postseason. They're just new to the postseason because the players that they're taking there every time they go back are different than the last time they were there. So because right. <laughs> they just they're the farm system for everybody else. It's amazing, right? They they really look like the Moneyball team. The Rays are um, like the Rays are like the team that you know. Whoever you whoever boarded the plane may not be who you know gets off the plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Would my opening day line, lineup look like if it looks anything like my last day lineup? I'd be shocked. If I'm a race manager. <laughs> true. It's just true. nothing. Nothing stays the same for very long there. So, uh, and then ask us for like the Blue Jays. The one thing of historical note that I like on them is that uh, they this they played sixty one postseason games in their in their uh, franchise history. Right. Um, They've never thrown a shutout. They've never posted a shutout. They've always given up a run every game. Huh. And uh, that 61 games 
is the third longest such streak in postseason history. Um, the Yankees from 2001 to 2017 had 101 games. They were fairly successful, not perfectly successful during that time. Sure. But there was 101 straight games the Yankees gave up at least one run in the postseason. Um, and then next on the list is uh, St. Louis at 63 games from 1987 to 2006. And then yeah, shortly behind them is going to be the, the Blue Jays at their 61 that they're currently at. So even if they only play two games in this next series, um, if they lose them both, then they're tied with the Cardinals for second on this list. And Damn. that's what I'd predict. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, you know, we and then you move down a little bit of the list, um, the 4-5 matchup, the Indians and the Yankees. Uh, you know, here's, to me, this is... This is not this is a, as marquee a matchup as you're going to find in terms of just pitching versus hitting. Kind of reminds me a little bit of the Reds Braves matchup in the National League where you're going to put uh, you know the arguably the the pitching factory in Cleveland against the the Bronx Bombers. So, um I'm really interested to hear what you know, in two teams with long, you know, long franchise history. So I'm sure there was a few things that you were able to come up with for them. Uh, like uh, head to head, not so much, right? I mean, uh, Cleveland True. hasn't really been a, a big time, you know, powerhouse during, I don't know, the same times that the Yankees were in a chance to be able to play them in either an ALCS or an ALDS or wild card. So they, I mean, they do have history with each other and whatnot, but uh, I mean, I, the the game with all the bugs, right? That one, I always remember that one. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the one where uh, God, what says Jabba Chamberlain was on the mound, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh my God, that was the worst game ever, and the Indians came back and won. So yeah, I don't really care about their history that much now that I'm thinking about it all. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, uh, historically, Cleveland, uh, we mentioned it earlier in the show, uh, longest drought. 72 years since they won the 1948 world series um i mean i think larry doby was the last guy to take a plate appearance in that world series i mean that's how long it's been since they walked off the field hmm. uh, champions um got warren spawn pitched in that game for their opponents uh he, yeah, he's in the bullpen if they need him yeah yeah <laughs> and that's kind of funny he pitched uh warren spawn pitched in game six of that world series and won it and then uh, pitched in relief in uh, game seven of that World Series. He was the last pitcher to pitch for him there. He didn't take the loss, but he gave up the game-winning run, right? He came in down three to one, gave up a run, got down four to one. Bottom half that inning, they, they came back. The Braves scored two to get down four, three. Um, then Spawn struck out the side in the ninth, uh, and the Indians went to the bottom of the ninth. Uh, I believe they walked the first hitter. And then they pinch hit for uh, spawn and the guy hit into a double play sacrifice bunt. Right. And that got the guy out at first. Yeah. And then it was, yeah. Toast after that Cleveland won their championship. Haven't won one since. Right. Good so figure. L- longest drought. Um, another note on Cleveland that I've got. Uh, I mean, in the wild card era, this is their 12th uh, postseason trip um, in the wild card era, but this is only the second time they've had to go as a non-division winner. Since. Right. I was thinking to myself, you know, that that division has been a, a long time struggle for pretty much anyone but Cleveland. So it's interesting to see them in sort of the looking up position. Yeah, um, yeah. The only time they ever had to do that, they lost the the wild card game to the the Rays in 2013. Mm. So, 
Yep, that's uh, yeah, that's what I kind of see on the Cleveland side for postseason history. Um, as goes for the Yankees, uh, I think uh, I mean a good one. The, the Yankees are are they, they they remind me of like the old Mariners when I was kind of watching when I was younger. Uh, all you really wanted was your pitcher to go like five or six innings, and then you're just going to bullpen your way out every the rest of the way, right? right. With the uh, Nelson and Cow hockey or whoever was on that team when i was younger right i can't, I can't remember him um arthur rhodes was on there but that's the yankees right uh they're all they're, they're not throwing you know one pitcher shutouts and stuff like that so uh so i took a peek to see how often they use say four or more pitchers right and they've used four or more pitchers in their last uh 16 postseason games Oof. um the only team with uh, a longer such streak is the Rockies, right? I mean, everybody knows the Rockies can't keep pitchers on the field, but right. to, to, to know that the only team with a longer streak than that is the Rockies, and the Rockies haven't really been in the playoffs really all that much. I mean, right. the, the, that, I mean that team only has 24 post-game seasons in their history. Every single one of them involved four pitchers for their team. So the Rockies have the longest active streak of using four plus pitchers every game in the postseason. The Yankees are eight behind them. And I would say if they go deep at all in this postseason, they'll probably be using the bullpen again. True. And the operative yeah. word is if, because, you know, this is not an easy matchup. I know the Cleveland lineup is, is, is not good. Um, but, you know, you, you square up, you know, I know you square up Garrett Cole and Shane Bieber in game one. But, you know, Cleveland, you know, a lot of, yeah. you know, a lot of the speculation shows and a lot of the podcasts nowadays are, are talking about how, you know, you got to have the horses, you got to have the the pitchers to go deep. You know, it, I know this sounds kind of weird because I know the Yankees have that bullpen, but the Cleveland Indians might be one of the better position teams when it comes to pitching in the in this postseason with all these games in a row with this tight schedule with the way that things are set up you know you need your starters to go deep to spare the bullpen down the road and i i like the indians more than just about anybody outside of maybe the reds uh to do that so so yeah i i don't this this series will be closer than people think uh but um it's an interesting one it should be a, a, a very interesting series. I do like the pitching matchup at the beginning. I do, I, I believe that Cleveland probably has a better bullpen than my Yankees do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really, you know, it, if if it feels like, uh, yeah, this is one for the Indians, right? I mean, if they've got the better bullpen and they've got the better starting staff, they've got the better pitching all together, and with the hitters that. Cleveland is throwing up there even no matter what you think about them they're pretty decent at drawing pitches so right. they're they, they they can they can easily get into a, a bullpen that's not you know pretty quick right so um yeah I mean a couple of years ago you put the Cleveland Indians and the Yankees together the Yankees came out on top uh this team you know it feels like on paper the Yankees should win this but I think once it all plays itself out I'd be kind of shocked. I mean, I think the Garrett Cole game is the best game that they got in front of them. They got to beat Bieber to do it. Right. Exactly. I agree with you. I think, I think the drop off is a lot steeper from Cole to whomever the Yankees run out than to then from Bieber to whomever the Indians run out. So, yeah. So, um, so that's a big one. Uh, that's one we're going to be watching for sure. Uh, the next matchup down the line is 
unlikable in so many ways. Uh, and not just because it features the Astros. Um, you know, it is the Astros and the Twins. Um, I don't know. This was like the the best historically good lineup pretty much last year for Minnesota, pretty much middle of the pack. This was a historically good rotation for Houston last year decimated by injuries, ended up towards the bottom of the middle of the pack. Um, you know, I can't imagine with the Astros flipping leagues that there's a whole lot of history between the two, but what does it, what, what does it bring storyline wise? Yeah, no, there's no history here. Right. Uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't look deep. I don't think they've played each other in the postseason because, yeah, they haven't. Yeah, if I, all I, that's all I gotta do. Yeah, think yeah. about it for a second, right? <laughs> Minnesota can't win, right? I mean, Minnesota right. hasn't won, won a game in, in the postseason for forever because uh, they just I keep running to the Yankees, and the Yankees just have their number, and the Astros haven't been inside the the AL since but 2013. So, and they've never met in the World Series. So yeah, they they have no postseason uh, records against each other. Um, I mean, yeah, let's start with the Astros about postseason stuff, right? They had a, the, the longest postseason streak in which the team struck out seven more hitters in every game, right? They had 19 postseason games in a row, and that streak came to an end in game seven last year. And I'm all right with that. You yeah. know, game seven ended up the way it was supposed to end up. I mean, That's Zach right. Grinke probably should have got a ring anyway. But the rest of the team, nah. Should have, should should have given him, given him something for his effort. I mean, I don't even care if Zach Greinke makes the World Series. Whoever wins it should just be like, get him, get yeah. one over to Zach Greinke. I like that guy, right? So, um, that's yeah. So, I, I, this is a team that when they're in the when they're in their uh, the postseason, they've been strong and uh, they're not coming in very hot, right? So, right. You know, it's they could rely on hitting and pitching back in the day. I don't know if they've got anything to rely on right now, right? They're just kind of piecing it together to get where they're going. So, um, if they're going to have success, I think it's going to have to be on the mound. They yeah, kind of look like the old Colin Verlander without Colin Verlander. Well, it so, used it used to be you did everything you could to get to Houston's bullpen, and you know Houston did everything to avoid it. Now you're going to have to lean on him because you've just really beyond Grinky, you really don't have a lot, uh, you know, in terms of starting options. If if Arkady is is who you're leaning on for a for a good start, that you know that can get ugly. So I I'd be interested to see what a what a good lineup. I think the Twins are the better team. I think the Twins yeah. are the better team, and I think they, you know, they will win. But um, it's. Uh, it's hard. It's it's tough with this. T- it's it. The pedigree leads you to believe that all Houston needs the lineup to get hot. All yeah. they need is just a just a chip in a chair, so to speak. And these are this is a team that could make a run. So um, yeah. unlikely, but you know, I think the Twins went out. But yeah, I mean, the Twins are. Uh, I mean, they. I mean, they're the three seed, right? But I mean, they just won a division where going to the last day of the season, there were two other teams that were vying for that division spot. Right. right. Um, so, I mean, it tells you what they had to deal with and just competition there. And then now you think, okay, well, if it's just, you know, that's just the AL central. So well, what about the rest of their central foes in this schedule for this 
crazy year that we've had. And four of those teams, yeah, I mean, not the greatest teams over there in Central, but four of them made the postseason too. I mean, true. so the Twins, to basically come out with pretty much the best record out of all those Central teams um, that are making the postseason, I mean, is a, I mean, it says something, right? Maybe their record isn't, you know, what it, I think they finished 36 and 24. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's a 42 win team with 18 losses if they're playing in the AL West, right. Or something to that effect. So uh, I, re- I really do. I don't, I think maybe their pitching is better than what it appeared to be because of their competition that they're playing against. Um, and their hitting is ridiculous. I think that they can, they can hit in any ballpark. So yeah, I, I, I'm really high on the Twins, especially when they're playing the Astros. Um, yeah, give me some, give me some Twins. That's for dang sure. Sure. Okay. And then uh, the next one, um, you know, in the and again, it's something about two seven matchups in this bracket that seem really intriguing. Uh, you got the Oakland A's at number two facing off against the darlings of the off season, the Chicago White Sox. Uh, who somehow, for reasons I don't understand, and nobody does, are a seven seed. Um, I don't. Yeah. I this matchup makes no sense to me. Um, these are teams constructed in into- polar opposite ways. They are completely different approaches to, to team building, to how they play the game. Um, I I'm interested. What do you think? Like what, where, what does the storyline tell us? What does the history book tell us here? And, uh, um, yeah. When it comes to postseason, right. I mean, the A is not a ton of success recently, right. Quite a few trips. Um, but yeah, like you said, they get there differently. Um, where the White Sox haven't been since I believe 08, I believe was the last time they were in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 not, and even in their history, right? Flat out next to no success, right? I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the A's have hit more home runs in the postseason or something like that in like the last like four times they've been in the postseason than the White Sox have hit and they've been around since 1901, yeah. right? Um, it's just the White Sox postseason history stinks. It's yeah. just nothing there. Um, and the A's are just, yeah, uh, terribly unlucky, I guess, in a way. I mean, these are teams that aren't overly, like, loaded down with star player after star player with the, with the gaps filled in with the, what the pieces that are needed. Now that their gaps are filled with all the pieces that are needed already. Right. Where somebody goes and gets hurt and then then you got a problem. That's it. That's the A's way for such a long time. So um, historically, like this A's uh, I mean, it's known uh, people talk about it quite a bit um, that they haven't won a winner take all postseason game in their last nine tries. Right. And, <laughs> and it's not like these nine tries have been spanned over 70 years or something like that. Right. Um, this is since 2000. They just, every time they get to a winner take all, be a wild card game or divisional series, it doesn't matter. They get to that game five or game one or whatever it is. And it's, uh, it doesn't go their direction. So that that's the longest such streak in, in major league history. It's not a streak that you want to be known for. So agreed. Yeah. Rough uh, on the A's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? This is going to be a sneaky team as a, um, this is going to be a sneaky team in this postseason. you know, for me, I, I, I feel like if you're not picking 
the A's or if no, or if you're not at least like paying close attention to the A's, you're, you, you're, you're missing, you're missing out here, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing, uh, I mean, the games that they're going to be playing are going to be in Oakland to begin with. Mm-hmm. And if they can get through the white Sox, the A's go down to LA. It's not a place that they're not familiar with this season. They've already been there. Um, and then off to San Diego. I mean, this is this is home, right? It's, I mean, if anybody's right. home in the AL, it's the Athletics this year, and uh, and they're a good team. I mean, it's it's that bullpen is that bullpen is nuts. Um, and they and their lineup is much better than people give them credit for. They they know how to use a glove. Um, yep. I uh, I like them as a sneaky pick. Um, and uh, speaking of picks. Okay, so let's run down the AL real quick, and then let's get to our let's get to our our final decisions here. So, out of the first round, um, oh, oh 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 oh, I got one more note before we leave oh. the A's White Sox that I have to mention. Yes, though. I totally I totally missed. Right, I was talking about how the A's haven't won a winner take all game in their last nine tries. Right, yeah yeah. I forgot to mention how many times the White Sox have have played in a winner take all postseason game. None, zero, zip, oh my God. <laughs> That team has never played a winner-take-all game, right? So I mean, yeah, we can we can give hell to the A's for losing nine in a row, but at least they're playing them. So I get the feeling that streak's going to end this year. Um, I would think so. But, I mean, it's the White Sox have to change things. Yeah, agreed. So so let's run it down real quick, okay? So uh, yeah. Blue Jays, Rays, who you got? Oh, Blue Jays, Rays. I got the Rays. Yeah, I got I got them winning in two. Yep. Yeah. All right. I got the I got the I got that too. Um, uh, Yankees and Indians. Who you got? Uh, I have the uh, I have the Indians winning it. Yeah, I got winning it. We're we're different there. I got the Yanks taking it down. Um, uh, who you got? Uh, Twins and Astros. Twins and Astros. I got the Twins. Yep. Yeah. And, and so does the rest. So does the rest of America. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. My even half my Astros friends fans, I think uh, they, I think they're cheering for the Twins just to try to maybe say this is enough. Right? Please, just, just my team stunk, stunk this year. Could you leave me alone next year? That'd be great. So, uh, yeah, all wo- all time shall heal all wounds. Um, all right, A's White Sox. Who you got? Oh man, this is the toughest one. Right? Yes, and, I, it is absolutely the toughest one. And I, I, I lean to the ace. I really think that being home helps. I really think that playing yeah. in their own ballpark and, and, uh, and not having to move. I agree with you. The advantage that they need to get started. This the team, the series. white Sox are still a team that's coming together right now. They've got a lot of young and experienced players that are prone to overextending themselves, over trying, overthinking. Um, I, I think that, it's ultimately they it it goes to three games i think it goes to three games but i think the white Sox just come unwound in the third game um so okay so let's uh let's fire this off here we're we're hitting just about on time here so um let's leave them with uh something that we'll regret um jim i'm gonna make i'm gonna make you go first so what is what is who is uh hoisting the uh I, I and I'm using air quotes here is the commissioner's trophy here. <laughs> Man, and who's I, I and guess, who's quietly um, who's quietly walking off the field while they do it? Oh man, uh, 
you know, I've got the I've got the Cleveland Indians hosting the trophy this year, and I've got the Dodgers unfortunately being that team that's got to walk off the field once again. Wow, it's a bold that's, pick, my friend. That's where I'm standing. I I, I just I feel like the the Indians are the most well-rounded uh, version of what can be successful in the postseason. Solid enough front end pitching to always be in the game. Uh, timely and uh, and a patient patient hitting uh, from their their hitters just to baby basically mute that bullpen. So give me that plus the Dodgers complete consistency, and I'll yeah. take the Indians in a in a barn burner. Well, I am, I'm going to, we, uh, you know, as similar as we were, we're actually picking two completely different te- sets of teams for our World Series pick. I am taking the Cincinnati Reds to hoist the trophy mm. over the Oakland Athletics. Dang. I, I I feel like the, I feel like you've got a lot of hitters on the Reds team, the the difference between the say like the Indians and the Reds is that the Reds lineup is by nature good and potent enough to score runs. Uh, the Indians need a lot to get. They need a one to nothing game to win. The Reds don't, and I think that's ultimately what it does. I think that the you know good bullpens uh, are volatile. Everyone, even a good bullpen, has a tough stretch, which is why I think that the um, you know the, uh, that a team like the Dodgers can you know can wear down. You know, I I really think that the Reds have the starting pitching is and the is great. I think Trevor Bauer backs yep. it up, and yep. uh, I think that the Reds beat the Athletics in the lowest rated World Series in the history of World Series. <laughs> And uh, and ESPN will just have an aneurysm over this, but I think the Reds beat the A's. And hopefully it goes seven games and yeah. then the A's lose in game seven. <laughs> so it's 10 straight uh, winner-take-alls that they lose. That's right. So, right. so yeah. all right. No, no, I like it, man. Give that give that to me, right? I'm, I'm old enough to appreciate a, a, a Reds-A's uh, World Series. I was, what, 13 the last time that happened, and Jose Rio was a – was a hero and that's right Eric davis was uh was one of the hot players and uh chris sabo right i mean yeah. collecting baseball cards like what was crazy the uh that guy, right? they won they swept that series and extended their world yep. series winning streak to i think eight or nine games in a row at the time and i think that they still have that record if i'm not mistaken I'd- yeah, I can't remember if that's the case or not. Well, I mean, ninety eight, ninety nine for the Yankees, so maybe they tied it or something. But I remember it was something where they swept in. They they held some kind of record for win streaks in the World Series. That, um, that wouldn't shock me at all, right? Yeah. I, I that sounds familiar. Like they won three in a row where they swept or something to that effect. Uh, it was nuts. I can't. But yeah, I can't Jose Rio was the MVP of that series. Let's see. They. No, no, they lost. Okay, yeah, yeah, they won the World Series the year before, or yeah, the time before, 1976, four straight, and then they won that one four straight, and then they won at least the last one of the 1975 World Series. I can't remember. Right, yeah, that. so so, it was, so I think that's what row. it was, nine in a row, yeah, so. Yeah. All I'd right. Take that. I'd take that during the middle of the regular season. Yeah, right. Across World Series games, definitely. 
So, so and it spanned uh, it spanned uh, what was it? it spanned like three decades or two decades. Yeah. So go figure. Yeah, I got the three different decades if you want to seventies, eighties, and barely into the nineties, but about sixteen years. Be technical about it. Well, Whatever, that's uh, right. So 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 that's going to be the show today. Uh, we we made ridiculous picks and 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 all that fun stuff so i can't wait for mine to come true so i can laugh at yours i'm good with that like i i I think that's why we did it It was it mine was completely just improvised on the spot so we'll we'll see what happens let's Uh, hope it works out yeah all right well then we'll be uh we'll be back sometime soon i appreciate everybody listening